Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with the last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We live in a world that is full of deception, and the bad news is it's growing every day. As believers, we should be set apart from that deception. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how even we can fall prey to these things. As we get closer and closer to the rapture of the church, we want to be found waiting for Christ, not caught in trickery. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 30th, 2022. You'll never hear anyone say, they were only 35 years old, perfect health, and they just dropped that inexplicable. Oh, they must have had their 49th booster. But they'll never say that. They'll never make that connection. Listen, I, you're no different than I am. You are fully capable of doing what I do. If you want to take the time, you can find and research The numbers are staggering. And conservatively, they're in the tens of millions with an M. Wrap your mind around that. And we're not hearing anything about that? No pastors are saying anything about that? Everybody's going back to business as usual. Oh, it's a new normal. No, it's not. This is nothing normal about this. It's a deception. The emperor has no clothes. People are dying. And I'm yelling. (laughs) There's a custom in my country. Well, it gets worse. How you doing? You okay? Well, you made it this far. If this weren't bad enough, this is a genocide. I know we've talked about this in depth. I've been, I've been talking about this for over two years now, since the beginning of 2020. This is a genocide, man. It is a demonic, satanic genocide. And if that weren't bad enough, this so-called vaccine, which it's not, comes packaged with the technology. Let me rephrase that the precise technology described in the book of Revelation chapter 13. It's for this reason, it's believed by some, present company included, that this will very soon, in the seven-year tribulation, be fused in with the image of the beast, the worship of the beast, and the mark of the beast. 
Now we have a problem we need to address quickly, if you don't mind. And it has to do with people actually know this, but they remain silent about this. And that's because, just because someone may believe it, doesn't necessarily mean that they have the spiritual spine like a Micaiah to be the only one out of all of their peers to stand up and basically say, I don't know what you guys are looking at, but that dude is naked. I know that's a, I probably could have said that in a more pastoral way. The dude has no clothes on. What is the matter with you? You don't see it? Well, this brings me full circle to how we began as it relates to not only seeing through the deception, but speaking the truth in love. Scripture is replete with passage after passage that speaks to this truth about speaking of the truth in love and because of love. Hear me out. I inquire of the Lord and I just, how do I say this? I'll just say it. Lord, (laughs) where's the love? I'll speak to pastors. How's that? You're not off the hook yet, so hold on. Hmm. They must not love the people. They must not love the Lord. When Jesus restored Peter, he said three times, he asked him three times, because Peter denied him three times, do you love me? Yes, I do love you, Lord. Feed my sheep. In other words, a litmus test by which you'll be gauged or measured in your love for me will be proportionate to how you feed the sheep and speak the truth in love. Isn't it true that if we really love somebody, we'll speak truth to them? And conversely, when we don't love them, it's like, yeah, fine. (laughs) See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I don't care. I don't have a, a dog in this hunt. Boy, I'm mixing my metaphors today, aren't I? I don't have a horse in this raising and borrow whichever one you want. No, but the love of Christ constrains me, Paul says. Jeremiah said, it's a burning in my heart. I have to. I can't not. In my time with the Lord, He's always so faithful, and He's ministered to me, and settled me, and comforted me, and just through His Word, a a healing balm on a troubled heart in this regard. Why is it, Lord, that the churches are just going along to get along like all the others? Lord, where are the Micaiahs? And the answer came in a word, love. Perhaps one of the most compelling is a passage that comes from Jesus himself in a letter that he has John write to a church 
in Revelation chapter 3. You know this church, the Laodicean church, the seventh of seven churches. Here's what the letter reads. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, all the other six churches, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, Smyrna, Thyatira, Sardis, Pergamum, Philadelphia. But when he gets to this church, he doesn't say to the angel of the church in, he says to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. It's not even my church anymore. They kicked me out. That's why I'm, as we'll read in a moment, standing on the outside, knocking on the door to come back in. These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were either cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with thyself so that you may see as many as I love. Here it is, listen. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. If I didn't care, I wouldn't bother. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And then he has John end the letter the same way he does with all the other letters. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Could it be that the reason that the church is going along to get along and remaining silent, could it be that the church has acclimated to the temperature of the world? So instead of the church influencing the world, the world has influenced the church. And it's a lovesickness. It makes Jesus sick to where he wants to vomit. When you have something that's making you sick, your body will violently expel it. That's this. Well, that's pretty strong. Well, that's how strong is his love for them, for us. He loves us enough to rebuke us so that we'll repent, chastise us so we'll turn, and open that door for Him. 
so he can come back in and take his rightful place on the throne of our lives. Would to God we would have ears to hear, eyes to see, and courageous hearts to expose the spiritual nakedness in this last hour. You might see yourself as being rich and clothed. You're not. You're poor, you're wretched, you're blind, and you're naked. You have no clothes. Well, I'm going to end the update as we have been ending the update for a number of years now, and that's with the gospel, the good news. See, actually it's uh, kind of like this, you know, just bad news, bad news. I'm up here screaming and yelling and spitting, bad news, bad news, bad news. And then by the time I get to the end, you're like, is there any good news? Ah, yes, there is. I'm so glad you asked. Because you see, the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. This is really bad. (laughs) But God. Jesus is our only way out of this. He's not just our blessed hope. He's our only hope. When that trumpet sounds and that trumpet going to sound, soon and very soon, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. All those loved ones who died in Christ, their bodies are new bodies will rise up first, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air forever. So what is the gospel? Well, the word gospel just simply means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Wait, what debt? Oh, you didn't know? No. Well, it's pretty bad news. Yeah, you were sentenced to death because of your sin. Oh, that is bad news. Well, what's the good news? Well, Jesus came and died your death in your place. His blood shed in your stead. He was buried for three days, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. Good news. The ABCs of salvation again, please. This is not a formula. It's not the way. It's just a way, a simple childlike way to share Jesus with someone, that you may be privileged to have that opportunity to share Jesus with. The A is for simply admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. Otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? I mean, it's just reasonable, isn't it? That unless and until we come to that place where we realize that we've broken God's law, we're a lawbreaker, that the Holy Spirit doesn't really have permission, as it were, to take us by the hand to the one who fulfilled the law in our place. I have to come to that place where I realize I am a sinner and I need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23, I like this verse because it, it sort of packages, if you will, the bad news first with the good news. The bad news, 
The wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice the contrast. Wages, gift. Wages you earn, gift you receive. Uh, Wages, gift. Okay, it's a gift. Who paid for it? Jesus did. In full. For me. And so he pays for the gift of eternal life in full on the cross, offers me the gift freely for the receiving. If I try to pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. And by the way, this particular gift, the gift of gifts, you can't re-gift, just so you know. We're coming up on that time of year if we're still here. You can't re-gift it. No, it is the gift for you. It's the gift of God for you. That's the A, here's the B, and this is so central. It's for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. For God so loved the world, those in the world, not the world, because First John says, don't love the world. Well, then we're told that God so loved the world. No, the people in the world, that's you and me. He so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son. That's love. I mean, I love you. I think you love me too. You, or at least you like me maybe. I don't want to push it, but that's love. I love you, but I don't love you that much. I don't love you so much that I'm willing to give my first begotten Son. I'm sorry. But here's the good news. I don't need to. God already did. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, you might be in this service, you might be watching online. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, putting your trust in Him, I I plead with you. I plead with you. Call upon Him while He may be found. Today is the day of salvation. Please, please, please. Do not delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Well, today's But God testimony comes from Bill in Chicago, who writes, My wife Lori and I just finished watching the update. Our Sundays are quite different these last couple years. Church time is now starting at 2 p.m. Prophecy update time in Chicagoland. Our local church has ignored the prophetic significance of the past few years. 
we decided to focus on the CCK online attendance, and it has sustained us. Thank you so much for the encouragement each week. It feeds our souls and brings clarity in these last days. Love the update messages. Keeps me tuned in to biblical prophecy. And I am always thrilled when I hear, and to do so we will end the live stream on YouTube and Facebook. Uncensored truth on the way. Love the ABCs. Even though I've been safe for many years, it always boils it all down to the fundamentals. Great. Love the but God testimonies. So awesome to hear how God always comes through. It's pretty easy to fall into the thinking that I don't have a but God testimony. However, As I pause and reflect where we were at a year and a half ago, when the medical industrial complex handed down the edicts about the vax, my two brothers and I are third generation sign makers, and we are followers of Christ, as were the two generations before us, as well as the fourth generation coming up in the company. We do a lot of work for hospitals. We were very aware of the possibility of losing the hospital accounts once they locked out any vendor that was not vaxxed. Even after rejecting or ignoring the religious exemption I had submitted, but God. But God has provided plenty of work through COVID. And this last fiscal year was one of our highest sales years ever. Crazy, right? Not in God's economy. We are thankful for His blessing and provisions for our families and the 20 or so employees and their families. There is still plenty to be concerned about as we see the world speeding towards the last days and the rise of the Antichrist. But not to worry if we're not here. So looking forward to the rapture of the church. I have become bolder in sharing the truth and hope that some will hear, ponder, consider, believe, and turn their hearts towards God and others who already have, that they will be encouraged. Thanks again for speaking the word boldly. Prayers for you and staff, Bill. Thank you, Lord. I am keenly aware that the intensity of these (laughs) updates are waxing more and more so, seemingly on a weekly basis. I think I shared this last week. I came to my attention that there was a, a number of people that had expressed how much they dislike the prophecy updates, to which I basically humbly, kindly, lovingly, truthfully, though boldly responded, they can't dislike them any more than I do. And I mean that. And the Lord knows my heart. This is hard stuff, man. This is tough stuff, but it's the truth. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. 
Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.